Welcome to Cornerstone Church of Parker and our Sunday service webcast, which is connecting you to God's Word anywhere over the internet. We're glad you're joining our webcast today and pray that God will minister to you as we share His good news in Christ Jesus. And now, with a message from God's Word, here's our speaker for today. Good morning, guys. Good to see you. Welcome to Cornerstone Church. My name is Mike Jones. I happen to be the lead pastor here. I love being your lead pastor. Are you guys doing okay? Oh, my goodness. That was really weak. Are you doing okay? It it, it sounded like I kind of feel today. Everybody's been asking me, how are you doing, pastor? I'm like, I'm doing okay. I'm kind of tired. And they've been surprised that I've said that. You know, like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. But you sound like I feel today. But I'm, I'm still glad to be in God's house because... How many of you know that it's better to be in God's house for even an hour than to be anywhere else all day, right? And so uh, a, a grill and a hammock, though, do sound kind of good, though, don't they? Well, we are going to continue uh, talking about our foundations. Um, as uh, you know, this month we've been revisiting some of our most important doctrines, and I, I call them foundations because they're what our faith is built upon. And um, I, I love Pastor John's remarks from last week where he just mentioned, you know, so much of preaching today is all about Christian living. And, and, you know, I might even add to that that it's not even that. It's a lot of it doesn't even go there. Just from uh, things I've heard from, from other people or things I hear in, in, in the media that even a lot of preaching has gone so far as just mere psychology and behavior management, unfortunately. And it, it saddens me because... It's a departure from the things that our faith is built upon, let alone also a a departure from the scriptures, right? And so it's no wonder so many people who profess to be a Christian don't really even know how to practice Christianity, that there's a difference between professing to be a Christian and practicing a life of Christ. And so um, here at Cornerstone, about every six months or so, we're going to hit on uh, our foundational uh, doctrines. And, and then we'll just circle back over them. And over the course of every couple of years, you'll hear about these, these critical thoughts. Um, and so we started out talking about the church and its mission. I preached that three weeks ago, and I'll finish that second part today. Um, and then we looked at the ordinances of the church. Mark uh, did a fantastic job talking about baptism uh, in communion. And then last week, uh, John spoke on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that was wonderful. Um, I didn't get a chance to tell you, but I, I learned a lot of history from your, your, uh, your sermon, a lot of things that I had forgotten, things that I had learned a long time ago. And it was so good to hear how the Holy Spirit swept over the globe in the early 1900s and how today Pentecostal uh, people are just, it's just exploding. It's just everywhere. And so it's wonderful to be part of that heritage. Today I'm going to continue uh, talking about the church and its mission. So if you have a Bible with you, would you open it to 1 Corinthians chapter 12? And I will be rather short today because of our vision meeting. We have a shortened service. I do encourage you to stay uh, for that. It will, be, it will be fun. It's not as, uh, not as uh, mundane as a business meeting is. Uh, it's your chance to hear what's coming up. But right now, let's take a few minutes to get into God's Word. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12, okay. and we're going to be there uh, f- for a few minutes. 
Um, well, before I get into new, some new content, let's just take a second to review what we learned about the church and its mission uh, from a few weeks ago. First of all, we, we asked the question, well, what is the church? What is the church? And we learned that Paul teaches us several, several times throughout the New Testament that the church is the body of Christ. And as a body, just like a physical body gives expression to the soul inside of it, it is the means by which our uh, thoughts and feelings and desires are expressed, okay? So we as Christians, as followers of Christ, are the means by which he expresses himself in this world. The world, our community here in Parker, your family, your immediate family, the co-workers that you have, your neighbors, your friends, people that you play rec volleyball with or go play frisbee golf with, okay, these people, they do not know Christ unless they see it through you and see it through me, okay? They, that is uh, what we are. We are the expression of Christ in this world. And so God asks us to be like Jesus. And so if we are first and foremost models of godly relationships. We live as Christ would live. That old adage, remember the bracelets we used to wear like 25 years ago? It said, what would Jesus do? Okay, it became kind of a gimmick, unfortunately, but there's so much truth to that. If we held that thought in our hearts constantly, well, what would the Lord do with this? Well, how would the Lord interact with that person? We would end up modeling uh, Jesus's character, just like God wants us to do. Um, we are also, uh, in addition to being good models, we are also teachers of good relationships. And so he says, yeah, be, you set the example, Christians, but also teach others how to do that and teach them how to start a good relationship uh, with, with me, speaking of God the Father. And then teach them, what, it, what does a good marriage look like? How should a husband be? How should a wife be? I, how should parents be? How should children be? And so forth. Um, and so these are the things that God wants us to do. And as we do that, we fulfill the mission of the church. Unfortunately, we tend to make the mission of the church a lot more fancy than that because fancy is fun. Fundamentals are not so much fun, okay? I, but I, I argue that growth comes from maintaining good habits, not from being fancy. There's a lot of fancy people out there with a whole bunch of really bad habits, and they're not going anywhere, they're not growing, not growing physically, mentally, and more importantly, they're not growing spiritually. And so here at Cornerstone, we focus on just the simple truth, the simple mission uh, to be models and teachers of good relationships. So let's, um, let's take a look at a few things that Paul teaches us here today. Um, we tend, if we could skip forward a couple, Duane, let's skip forward a little bit. We tend to think at one of two extremes, okay? We tend to think of ourselves uh, as being less important than we are, or we tend to think of ourselves as being more important than we are. And that causes a problem for us. I mean, you would think that when we become Christians, all of that thinking would instantly drop off. But unfortunately, there are times when it intensifies at, from starting to walk with God because as we start getting out of those bad habits and bad relationships and we start to develop these good relationships and our lives start coming together and we look around and we think, wow, this is great. I'm doing awesome. And we start thinking of ourselves a little higher than we ought to. Um, and yet 
maybe we still hang on from past hurts and different things that we have going on, things that people have talked to us about, and we, and we still have this beat down. So on one end, we think of ourselves more than we should because we're getting uh, just better at living like Christ would. But then there's a whole group of people down here who just, like Mark t- said a couple weeks ago, they just never escape this, this pit of this negative thinking that, that the devil just tries to continually convince them that they're not loved by God and they, they can't move forward and they can't ever be more than what they are. Okay, And so we think at one of these two extremes, and Paul addresses this here as he's talking about the body of Christ. And, and so as he addresses it, what we need to walk away with is that every single one of us is, can be a contributor in the body of Christ. Every single one of us can add value to other people's lives. You will hear me say, especially for these people who think less of themselves and think they've got nothing to offer. If you're not dead, you're not done. If you're not dead, you're not done. You're never too old to add value in the body of Christ. And so that is the first group of people he addresses. Look with me, please, starting at verse 12. Read with me here. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Paul says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. So here we go. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand. Or if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye. Doggone it. Wish I was an eye. Would it make it any less a part of the body? Can you just hear the ER attitude? I'm not important. I'm a smelly foot. Okay? Uh, some of you do need to wear a little bit more deodorant, but I think I still love you. I, I think. Um, no, I'm teasing you. No, but there are people that look at themselves and they think, I'm a foot. I'm an ear. Pastor Mike, I am just plain goofy. I'm just weird, you know? And, and, and how can God use someone goofy like me? How can someone use someone kind of off and weird like, like me? I would argue here, just like the foot and the ear say, you know, what, how, how can I be part of the body? It is the goofiness of the ear that allows it to sense what other parts of the body cannot. It is precisely the sh- goofy shape of the ear, and some of you got ears that stick out a little farther, so I'm thinking you can sense things that even I can't, you know? Uh, but the goofiness of the ear and the goofiness of the, the, the feet are what enabled them to be what they are. And, and that is exactly how they add value to the church. And it's the same for each one of us. We all have a, a goofy, weird streak in us, and it's that bent that enables us to minister to all the other goofy, weird people out there, right? It enables us to add value to the church. And so when you think less of yourself in, in that way, and you think, you know what, if, if I was only an I... If I was only, you know, able to see what others see, or if I was only sparkly and pretty and sounded, you know, just had that, that twinkle like some of those other people do. If I was only that way, then I could really add value. That is not true. Paul teaches us here. Look at back at verse 17. If their whole body were an eye, how would you hear? 
If everybody had that, that twinkle and that, that function and was able to act like that eye, where would the other people be? In the same way he says, or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Verse 18, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. There it is. Right there. If you're one of those people that thinks at the low extreme and you constantly have this narrative in your head that you're not enough, you can't add value, you've got nothing to give, you need to read that verse over and over and over until it sinks in and it changes your thinking. Romans 12 tells us that's how our minds are transformed by the word of God. It gets inside of you. And it changes you in ways you cannot think. And it will destroy that narrative. I don't know where that narrative came from. But it doesn't matter when you get the word of God in you and you start realizing, I have a part in the body of Christ. I am not worthless. I I can add value. I can contribute because I'm not dead. And if I'm not dead, I'm not done. There are no tonsils. In the body of Christ, there are no appendixes in the body of Christ, appendices in the body of Christ. There are no parts of the body that we can like snip out and throw away. That not a single one of you can be snipped out of here and just thrown away without affecting the ability of this church to make a difference in Parker. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. Okay, let's go to the other extreme. Uh, in verse 21, or 20, let's go there, okay? Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Remember, diversity is good, both in function and personality. We need everyone. Paul says to the people who think of themselves a little higher than they should, he says, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary, he says. And you know the tendency, and, and I've, I've, just because of the, my path in life, I've been around ministry a long time. Uh, my grandpa was a, my great-grandma was a pastor. My grandpa was a pastor. My dad was a worship pastor. Now I'm a pastor. I've been around ministry a long time, both just as a volunteer and as a, as a paid person. And you know, um, as I said a few weeks ago, not everybody that ministers uh, in the church actually loves God all that much or loves people all that much. It's unfortunate. Most do, I will say that. But occasionally you'll come across people um, that are a bit arrogant. They're a bit arrogant. They're a bit full of themselves because they've got things together or they've got a prominent position. And Paul, uh, excuse me, not quite yet, those people tend, they tend to act like they don't need anybody. I don't need you. It's okay. You can, uh, you can if you don't like it, just leave. That's unfor- an unfortunate attitude that a, a lot of ministers and people uh, in ministry positions have. If you don't like the way I do it, we'll go to another church. I don't like that attitude. I don't think that that's the right attitude to have. All right? But unfortunately, that's where a lot of ministers live. I think there's a few reasons for that. Uh, But that's a different sermon, all right? But the point is this, is if that's you or if that's I, if it's anybody who has a prominent role, uh, like like the eye or the hand, you know, some some clearly useful uh, uh, 
feature or part of the body, um, Paul says, listen, you, you got to knock that off. You can't have that attitude. You can't walk around acting like you don't need other people. Yeah, you're an eye. Yeah, you're up front. Yeah, you have a prominent place. People look at you, right? We look in each other's eyes when we speak, right? People notice you. That's one of the first things people notice in a church. They notice people up on the stage. But he's saying, you need everybody else. You need everybody else. And so I'm speaking to people like myself who tend to get beyond the stage some. And Paul is saying to us, don't forget, you are not independent. You need every other part in the body. In fact, he says, you need to increase how important you think everybody else is. Look, he says some parts of the body that seem weakest, seem isn't a very important word because it doesn't, it doesn't say that they are weakest. It just says they seem weaker based upon their, their position or their role in the church. Yeah, they seem weak, but he says they are the most necessary. The most, tell your neighbor the most. The most necessary. I want you to know right now that the, the real work a church does does not happen on this stage. The real work this congregation does does not happen on this stage. Do you know where it happens? Everywhere else. It doesn't happen up here. What I do, what others do up on the stage should be a catalyst to getting the real work done. It should be something that motivates us and inspires us and reminds us that we have value and that we have a place and we have a job to do, right? That is why I'm here, to equip and help you help others. And together we build the body of Christ. Um, and so we need to lower how important we think we are if we have that prominent role. Look at verse 23. He says, "...in the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. And so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. And so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And so he's basically saying, you know what? When we get to heaven, we are going to be very surprised about how rewards are given out. There are going to be a whole lot of people, a whole lot of eyes, a whole lot of people up front whose rewards are going to be very, very small. Not because they're up front, but because of how they and in what spirit they ministered. And there are going to be a lot, of, a lot of feet and a lot of ears, a lot of goofy and people that work behind the scenes whose rewards are going to be so enormous, our mouths will just drop open. Because without anybody even knowing it, they've been praying, they've been giving, they've been serving, and they've been helping and building the body of Christ, and not anybody even knew about it, but the Lord... And the Lord kept track of that all the time. Just kept track of it. And so today, I remind us, every single person in the, this congregation 
and the church at large has a very, very integral role to play. And so as we continue with worship, if the worship team will come up, as we continue to worship, I would just encourage you just to have a prayer focus uh, today and even to this week that you, if you're down here, if you're the people that tend to think at a low extreme, I just want you to think about how much God loves you and how much you have to offer others. I don't care if you've been a Christian for one week. You have something to offer the body of Christ. You have something. You, your character might still be in development. You might not act a whole lot like Christ, but you know what? That's the beauty of the gospel, is that God, He looks at you and loves you as if you were exactly like Christ. How many of you are so thankful that you don't got to be perfect until God says, oh, okay, I love you. It's not like that. You could be a Christian for one minute and your life's still full of bad habits. And yet the blood of Jesus washes away all that sin. And immediately you have value to the body of Christ. And at the other end, I just ask you today, if you tend to think of yourself a little more highly than you ought, that you would just ask God to just give you an attitude of dependence, that you would look at others and just see him, see them like he does, that you would look around and say, you know what, that guy's so goofy, but I love him and I need him. You know what I'm saying? Will you stand with me today? Let's continue our worship. for listening to this Sunday service webcast from Cornerstone Church of Parker in Parker, Colorado. We hope that His truth has enriched your life and inspires you to greater works in God's kingdom. We invite you to worship with us in our Sunday morning service or join in our other ministry events posted on cornerstonechurchofparker.org. Cornerstone Church, built on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ and connecting people to God, each other, and to our world. 